This week's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Heavy Play. If you're interested in getting some innovative curved sleeves, or even trying out their equip mag system that connects your playmat, deck box, and dice box together with high-quality magnets, check out heavyplay.com. Use the code DARKDEPTH10 for 10% off your order. Again, thank you to our friends over at heavyplay.com. Enjoy the show. Thank you to our friends over at Magnolia Gaming, a leading supplier for all things TCG. If you're looking for a place to pick up cards for your next big event, or maybe you just want to do a draft with the new scent with your best friends, use magnoliagames.com to pick up everything you need from Magic the Gathering, Flesh and Blood, Lorcana, and more. They have an excellent buy list to help you trade those extra modern cards for your first dual land, or maybe that old Angus McKenzie commander deck collecting dust can be traded in for the last cards you need for your collection. And be on the lookout for Magnolia Games at your next large regional event. Use our affiliate code to help support the Dark Depths podcast. Again, go to magnoliagames.com and tell them the Dark Depths podcast sent you. All right, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Dark Depths Podcast, your go-to place for the modern and legacy formats. I'm one of your hosts, Billy Mitchell, and with me this month, as always, I don't know if that's the right way to say that, uh, but with me this month, the Galaxy News DJ himself, Alex Smith. How are you? Always here, always watching, you know, <laughs> what, listening, listening, watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's go with it. That sounds good. Uh, how have you been? I know we, we were talking a little bit before the show, but it, nice to nice to see you. Just wanna, how how was your week? I've been good, man. You know, for those of us lucky enough to you know be in uh, some kind of industry, having a long weekend that was nice. Being mm. off on Monday was good. So you know, took the time, did some personal projects. Always good. Always trying to be somewhat productive. Uh, ended up snowing this mm. weekend by us. So that kind of scared me off of some magic events that was potentially going to be considered. And then I just saw the forecast and I don't know, man, we got like six or seven inches on Saturday. I was just, yeah, I, w- I woke good. up, I saw that. I'm like, I'm not doing that, man. Yeah. The, my girls were very excited. They walked, they saw the snow and we're just like, Oh my goodness. We're going to go outside, outside, outside. It's like, you guys need to relax. Um, but Dude, we, we did go outside. They enjoyed just rolling around trying to make snow angels and all that fun stuff. It was great packing snow. We it went was. out back and we ended up making a little snowman because it's like, Ooh. it was perfect. That's nice. That's a, yeah, it was definitely like the nice, like soft, powdery snow. Perfect for snowballs, snowmen, uh, snow women, snow, of course. Snow children. Just Those everybody. Children, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So it was, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely a good time. I'm glad you got to enjoy the snow a little bit. I feel like as we get older, we just like stop playing in snow, which is like really disappointing. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like especially nowadays, you don't really get like a quality snow day anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, just everything's digital and all that like kind of crap, even. So yeah, yeah whenever you kind of like get a chance, I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things that I. I like, you're right, like, a lot of, we had a snow day uh, sometime last week, and they literally were just like, cool, alright, well, you guys will go online, and, uh, you know, just normal class schedule, it's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, you're expecting me to go online when there's snow outside? And, like, there's, like, a, a purposely built-in, like, snow break in the middle of the day, and I'm like, what if we just didn't have school? Like, I, I don't think fun. I've ever felt, you know, more like man shakes fist at cloud. <laughs> than the fact that nowadays, like, kids don't even get snow days. It's like, come on. 
That's that's like crazy to me. And like I, they, their big, I guess incentive is like you know it's like well if we have snow days on if we do them online we can, you know make sure you guys get out on time. It's like yeah, but like you don't I'll... add days at the end of the year or something, right? Like that's what yeah. they used to do. Mm-hmm. Eh. But like, eh, eh. yeah, I'm fine. I'll manage. Yeah, yeah. So, eh, what it is, what it is. Um, well, I, so I know we want to, we do want to talk about some uh, Fallen. Is this what this game is? I've never heard of this thing before. Um, we'll talk you, about. You see, I, I was just making a joke about how I'm an old man shaking his fist at the sky. Uh-huh. I think you got me beat. We're yeah. we're like the same age, and you're telling me you've never even heard of Fallout. No, I mean, I, I've definitely heard about Fallout Boy. I just, um, I've never, I guess, heard, yeah. I didn't know they had a game. That's yeah, cool. you, you're right. Yeah, so thematically, it's pretty close, right? Fallout Boy got their name from the Simpsons because of nuclear, you know, right? All that kind of stuff. You don't know that, right? I did not know that, no. Yeah, fun fact. That's where they, they no. Fallout Boy got their name from the Simpsons. Um, so, you know, it's Fallout is, you know nuclear pocket apocalypse so like okay. it's, it's close you're 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 less than a step away i'll give you a little bit okay cool i'm i'm this is gonna be great this is gonna be great so um before you you educate me on uh the what is fallout um because I, I literally i just have no idea um this is uh one of my weaknesses as a as a nerd i will say um we should probably talk about some other stuff because i feel like that's going to take up a lot of the show um, if you are a Magic Online player, um, some good news, uh, in the Magic Online weekly announcements for February 20th, which is, uh, my grandma's birthday, happy birthday, grandma, um, there are the, uh, big announcement, they start off with the lead, which I love, I love uh, them just putting the big news story out front, uh, we get the Commander 40k Commander decks on Magic Online, uh, which is been a long time coming especially since it's been you know pretty impactful in the legacy format um if you are uh big into you know playing legacy um there are a number of cards that you probably want to look up um they the decks are available for 40 or 39.99 usd uh once purchased they become part of your magic online collection for use in legacy so if you want to play um you know try to think catherine or you want to play I, the other cards in the set. This is probably, like, my worst prepared segment, I feel like, because I just, like, don't know anything from the 40K um, <laughs> product as well. But there are some cards that see play. I, my brain is, like, trying to think Catherine just because uh, we had a TK on the show uh, two months ago, I guess, at this point, um, who ended up winning with uh, trying to think Catherine. So I know that's a card he's looking forward to. Uh, I know there's, like, Moloch, which has been seeing some play in... A variety of decks, um, Naya, uh, decks and Legacy, um, and there's a couple other ones too uh, that people are interested in. I'm not sure. It's weird that this is only available on in Commander decks. Like these, these cards won't be offered in any other way, and they make that abundantly clear. Cards in these decks will not be made available in Treasure Chest, nor be part of any all-access period. The decks are only available in the MTGO store until April 5th. Don't miss out. I've heard rumors about this. Is is Warhammer 40k, like, very, like... What's their deal with their property? I, I, the IP is, like, I, I guess they're gold, so they, they're very... Games Workshop is kind of, like, notorious just for being difficult for licensing. 
right? Like just non-magic related. You know, they obviously have a lot of like video games associated to it, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> and notoriously speaking, even in that space, they're like just very overbearing. So mm-hmm. you know, they know that this is their thing, and they very much make it aware. So, uh, yeah, you, you're more into the Moto uh, Legacy space than I would be. I, is it common? Because I always feel like whenever we get cards like these, you know, from these types of decks, I feel like I've always seen in the past that they're traditionally available in treasure chests, right? Like, that's the chase mm. way to get them. Like, is that is that new for them not including it? Because I, I, I feel like that's normally how you would get these. Like, people would just be like, cool, I'll just crack a bunch of chests and, you know, mm. I'll probably get a couple copies or whatever. Yeah, that's this is, I guess un—I don't want to say unfounded territory, but it's it's not something we normally do, right? Um, like yeah, it is, it is new. I I feel like that's normally where, like I, you know, back in the day, like isn't that the way like people first got like true name nemesis and everything, right? Like through tre- treasure chests and all that kind of crap. Yeah. So and uh, there are obviously other ways that like, you can get them, but like usually it's like either buy the deck or get them through chests. Um, they give out as like promos sometimes as well. Uh, I know there's a number of uh, the Moto promo uh, treated nemesis running around, which I, I actually like that that special art. But it's this is a really weird way to have information come out, just because or cards come out because like there there will be a set number of Saint Catherines on Magical Nine. Like it's not like you can like. Someone, if you want to play four in your deck, for example, you are paying a hundred. Someone's paying one hundred sixty dollars to get these into the system, and if they don't, they just there just won't be them. So, I don't know. <laughs> it's not my favorite way to get cards in. I just like I don't even know how else to say it. Like it the is, licensing makes it weird. I think it's yeah. definitely going to be one of those ones where it's like, hey, you know, I guess hopefully for general players out there, there's not going to be a ton of like cards. That mm. end up seeing like four of play, as weird as that is to sound. Um, thematically, I, I'm a big fan of like 40k. I I love the universe. I love the lore, all that kind of like stuff. But it's, it's weird to say then like I feel like this would be one of the products that I'd be like yeah. But then it's like if I wanted to play it on Moto, it's weird to get full access to them. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and that's my thing too. Like I I use empty um, Geo Traders, uh, and or mana traders, rather, and, like, I'm assuming they will have un- some number to borrow, and, like, it won't be a huge issue, but, like, how many are they going to buy? Like, again, they they can buy them from people, but I'm assuming if you're buying the, the deck that has St. Catherine, you're buying it because you want the St. Catherine, so you're not going to sell them. And, obviously, people change their mind over a course of times, so yeah, but, like, I-, I just can't imagine the scenario where, like, they're going to mana traders and... Um, goat bots and all them are gonna like be like, yeah, we're gonna just like buy like two hundred of each deck so we have, you know, fifty playsets of Saint Catherine's. I, I just like don't see that as a possibility. Mm-mm. That's a lot of dollars. That's a lot of zeros for them to do that. Yeah. So so maybe they will just like, I guess put a high buy list on it. But like again, there's in terms of the economy, like it, they can't. They're not going to offer you fifty bucks for the forty dollar uh, a card from a forty dollar product, unless um, it goes out of print. Unless it goes out of print, in which case everything goes wild. Because again, they're not if they're not going to be in chest. This this is the only way to introduce them. I I, I don't know what the price does there. So uh, I don't even know what you want to do. Like, would you just like buy all of them? Like, would you if you were planning on buying or uh, playing Saint Catherine? Would you just buy your playset and of 
commander decks for that purpose. Yeah, it's weird, right? You know, it, it feels weird, but, you know, we'll see, right? Maybe this is kind of, as far as the licensed IPs go, or, like, the extended universe, um, outside of, like, the Lord of the Rings set, like, this is kind of the first way for, like, the non-actual sets to be introduced into Moto, right? Mm. Am I wrong in saying that? Like, this is... Uh, I mean, like, there is, I'm trying to think... Like, the full set sets. Like, I know... You, I, I think you can oh. get some of the Walking Dead cards and all that kind of stuff, but... Yeah. I meant, like, as far as, like, the Commander decks go, right? Yeah, I think it's... Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other ones. Like, I know they had, like, the the Shocklands with the alternate art, which is still a bizarre one to me, but I, I think this is the first one like this. The first one I can remember, at least. So maybe maybe this is part of them just trying to, like, figure out how to get the cards into the economy. Like, they know mm. they have to... Because people go to Moto to try to still replicate Paper Magic, so they know some of these cards see play. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll kind of like see how this goes, and maybe they'll end up taking some player feedback here, where it's like hopefully it can end up being better. I I, I gotta imagine there's gotta be a better way. I'm certainly not smart enough to say what that way is, but we'll see. Well, thankfully I am smart enough to figure out. No, um, <laughs> no. I mean, I I would love if they had some way, but again, I think part of it is that, you know, Game Workshop is like, well, how much are we, like, I want to get paid for every time we sell it. Like, I'm not, you can't just give it away willy-nilly at some percentage, like, unless you're going to keep track. And I feel like nobody wants to keep track of, you know, we had 50 copies go into the system um, this quarter. So, Three like, chests or something, yeah. yeah. And it's, who it's, knows, maybe this is just going to be a timed thing. Like, it doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't say they'll never be a part of it. It just says they are not available so i don't know maybe there's maybe there's technically going to be some fine print there where like in the back end it's like hey maybe these will be made available after like x amount of days or months or something we'll see yeah i mean i mean like well that's my thing if they were going to do that then i feel like they would and maybe again maybe they won't maybe they'll they're kind of waiting on this but like if they're going to do that it would make sense that they would have them in the all-access path, right? That's coming from them. They're not selling. They're not putting any extra copies out. If anything, I think they're really just drawing attention to the fact that, like, this is something that we have access to. Um, you know, you could have access to if you wanted to, but, like, and I guess that would make weird windows where, like, you don't need to get some of these cards, but then suddenly you do need to get these cards. I don't know if that's better or worse, but uh, um, I, I'm going to send this to you in the, in the, in the chat. I probably should edit that part out, but I'm not going to. Um, the There are, again, a list of cards. Uh, shout out to, I believe this was um, VD, uh, VDH Magic, uh, Peter Vanderham, um, who made a list of cards that were in the decks and, you know, ones that were, I guess, relevant to the format. Um, hard to read from my distance. Apparently my eyes are either going getting old uh but triumph uh triumph of saint catherine is one of the big ones obviously that's in forces of the imperium um chaos defiler is one that actually sees play in painter in like the red black versions of the deck um that is in the ruinous powers uh i mentioned before uh Moloch, mm-hmm. yeah and uh tyrannid swarm that also has the uh, i can't remember the name of it the uh the gunman um uh, the, Gr- what? what grace and starn Yes, Grace of Starn. Um, that one's also in the Tyranid Swarm deck. Um, and then the Capulet Scarab Swarm is in uh, Necron Dynasties. 
uh, which is the fourth one. So there actually are some relevant uh, cards in each of the decks, which is, I guess, good and bad. I mean, like, obviously I would like them to all be relevant, but um, it's it, if you're playing Legacy, like, you, you actually have some options on, on cards that you want to buy for different reasons. So, uh, again, good thing, bad thing, I guess. Yeah, all right, look, at the end of the day, if you're a fan of, like, 40K... Right, and you're a fan of the legacy format, you end up having these as an option now. I will, I, I will say, like I've personally come around on Universes Beyond, just because of how much of a home run they did with the Lord of the Rings set initially, and mm. I do see like some of these newer Universes Beyond sets like coming out. It's like they're, it's, it's a delicate balance, but I at least haven't seen them like break the, you know, paradigm of like there are good cards, but nothing like absolutely insane. But flavor wise, mm. I think they've all been a home run, so. You know, if you're into it, you've got options now. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think that's nothing to be mad about. I mean, and that's, again, it's better than two months ago, right? When we're like, man, I just want this. I want this so badly. And they're like, they won't do it. Like, this is like, we we got you. We're, <laughs> these are coming out. Uh, so it, it's nice to see that, you know, the Games Workshop people got, got talked down, or got talked down, talked to, I don't know. We worked a deal out with them that we actually get access to these cards. Um, and the idea that the legacy format in paper and online will be a little bit closer is... I mean, I'm happy with that. That's great. Yeah, all good news. Yeah. Um, I guess while we're talking about IPs that I have no nothing about, we should probably start looking at <sighs> Fallout. Okay, so I just have, I have so many questions here. For, for those who don't know what Fallout is, can you just give me like a quick, a quick sure. elevator pitch? Sure, elevator pitch. First things first and foremost. Have you played Skyrim? Yes. Okay. That one I know. Yeah. yeah. It is Skyrim in a post-apocalyptic future with guns. That's it. That, okay. is, that, is, that is Fallout. It is literally the same like RPG mechanics, exploring, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Like, Highest elevator pitch I can do. I still think Skyrim's probably, like, the most played game of all time. Maybe mm. behind a Grand Theft Auto or something like that. So most people are probably going to get it. If you had no idea, it's Skyrim, but post-apocalyptic future. That is I, it. I really wish you were like, okay, so have you ever played Tetris? It's yeah. nothing like Tetris. There are no similarities. Um, there are points, but they are not the ones you want. Uh, no. Yeah, no, I think this is... So I kind of I kind of give it that. And, like, they, there definitely is, like, that apocalyptic vibe to a lot of these ones and i can imagine being a a a player in this kind of universe some of these cards uh, look i don't say a little a little crazy but flavor is pretty sweet i'm the... a, a lot a lot of these so it's not just one particular fallout game right but mm-hmm. again I, I think if you're just familiar with post-apocalyptic future genres it's a trope right you know yeah. you end up pretty much hitting every single trope you know there's the like mad scientists kind of people there's the like you know uh like fascist regime regime kind of people there's you know like the bandits or raiders or whatever you know you, you hit every single trope in that kind of like space so fallout does more of that and it seems like they pretty much captured at like all of the high level in-game characters between multiple of the games right three four you've got new vegas my personal favorite in there so yeah you, you got a lot of different options in here a lot of flavor a lot of flavor hits already, so pretty sweet. I'm personally a fan of old Vegas, you know, with like Sinatra and like you know the Rat Pack 
Hey. Jazz music. He's referenced. Sinatra's yeah. very heavily referenced. Oh, okay. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's, uh, quick reference here. Uh, if you're looking at some of the lands here, we're looking at a M- uh, mythic spoiler uh, for most of these, at least. Um, they actually went back and completed one, or I, don't, I guess I shouldn't say completed. Uh, they went back and finished most of uh, one of my favorite cycles. Um, obviously, I started playing pretty close to like when Odyssey came out, like the Odyssey Torment window. Um, so one of the first things that I saw were those filter lamps, which I liked, um, the uh, Darkwater Catacomb and stuff like that. Um, and they went back and finished most of the cycle. Um, there is the a red-white one, a blue-green one, a black-white one, and a blue-red one. So they did everything besides the green-black, the only one they don't have. Well, you can't. You look. You can't have it all. You got to look forward to that land. I mean, these mm-hmm. lands are already like so competitive and critical. They can't finish the cycle. <laughs> they just knew yeah. green black would just receive such a bump. You know, yeah. it's just they couldn't do that for yeah, balance yeah. reasons. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, that's that's why they don't have the allied uh, uh, draw lands. Like they're they're never gonna finish Horizon Canopy in, in France, right? That's... Couldn't do. It. You couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Uh, yeah. So looking at the at the decks, um, they they did go through. Uh, what happens in these decks. There is just not a deck that has green and black in it. Um, so that limited the options of things that they could do. So, like, there is just not... I don't think they're going to make a land uh, here. They might... I'm sure they'll put it in another set, but... There's there's a Sultai card. They could have done it. Yeah, they could have. They could have. Yeah. But they, they only want one. So, uh, there's definitely a couple other things in here that I think are kind of interesting. Uh, I do like, and again, you will probably know better than me, but they have a lot of junk in this set. Um, and I'm, I'm a, not a huge fan of junk. I know you love junk. But big like, junk purveyor. This is true. Fan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell me what junk is? What junk is? Let me... Yeah, I don't, I don't want to like show off my junk, and if your junk is better, so... Okay, yeah, sure. So, okay. uh, what is a junk? A junk is a token artifact. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tap it to sacrifice the artifact, and you're going to exile the top card of your library. You may play that card this turn, and you can activate it as a sorcery. So, as far as junk goes, mm-hmm. not bad junk. It's great junk, yeah. Uh, and a lot of them seem like they're on cards that uh, I think would be would be playable anyway. So, like, um, you know, I'm looking at uh, Veronica Dissident Scribe, uh, which I think the card itself is it's fine. It's actually very similar to uh, Inti in a couple in a couple ways. Uh, you know, Inti, which we we're seeing, you know, two mana. Uh, it's being playable in basically every format that is legal. Um, I guess besides Legacy, but uh, this one you can. Uh, it's a three three for three mana, uh, two generic and a red. Uh, three three uh, human artificer rogue with menace. Uh, whenever it attacks, you may discard a card. If you do draw a card, so at least you got some filtering there. And then whenever you discard one or more non-land cards for the first time each turn, you create a junk token. So not only are you able to actually filter, but it also gets you something that allows you to get another card. So it really is a, a, two, a built-in two-for-one, which is nice. It makes you feel better for the fact that it's an actual like rummage over a loot, right? Because mm-hmm. it's almost like you're getting like two bites at the apple, right? Yeah. Where it's like, hey, get rid of you know something that's not what you need and it's not literal junk. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As in land, mm-hmm. and you can get junk, which is good. Yeah, not bad. Uh, and it, it doesn't. I guess like the the general rule. This is like the the Oko Oko rule. I feel like 
Um, even if you don't know what a junk is, like, just the fact you get something for free is, is very nice. But, like, once you figure out what junk actually is, it's like, oh, that's actually, it's not bad. Um, just being able to have something that, like, you know, quote-unquote draws you a card uh, is is pretty pretty nice. Even if it, you know, can only be activated at sort of through speed, I think that's that's still a, a pretty good effect. Do we do we have a term for this exile draw effect yet? Like I, I know I think this originally originated like from Chandra, but I feel mm-hmm. like this is you know like Red's thing now, right? Where it's just like you can exile the top card and then play it until X. It used to be like this turn, but now I feel like newer cards say until the end of your next turn, right? Mm-hmm. Like is there is there where, like where's where's my snappiness? Why 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 is the magic community not not on this? Or at least yeah. not in my circles. I feel like this needs to be, you know, like, hey, what are we, what are we doing? Okay, so like at the very, okay, so there's like, I'm trying to think of cards that have that effect. Obviously, there's Chandra. I think it started um, with Chandra, but it's been on a lot of cards since then. Yeah, I mean, like in like Rend Resolve, Light Up the Stage. Um, you know, I guess more recently we have the, uh, the adventure side of the. The, I can't think of the, the, the merchant. green, red. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. the merchant guys, I think. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, the merchant guy, I think, does it, right? Mer- uh, merchant just loots. I don't think it does it from exile. I'm thinking the... the my brain wants to say Queer and Ranger. Uh, druid. You're right. <coughs> yeah, questing, questing Druid does it, right? Yeah, Questing Druid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like... And I guess even, like... Uh, oh, gosh. Names today are not going to be my forte. Uh, the... Legend, uh, the model red exile when it attacks. Um, I would imagine the sub game people at home are like yelling at the podcast when like what is just say the name Billy you know what it is, um, I, but I can't remember so we're just gonna let that sit. Um, but no, I'm I'm not sure. I feel like uh, impulse is kind of I think the name that I would go with. I think there's enough cards that have. Um, the name Impulse in them. Uh, I can try to be more specific there. Uh, but I believe that's what I would call them, like an Impulse draw. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll buy it. I'll take yeah. it. I do a little Google of MTG Impulse draw, and it appears you would be correct. Okay. I, this is just a portion that I have apparently missed. Oh, you know what? Maybe that's because... So it is from... I think M15 is when we first saw this, and that was the Chandra. It's because there's mm. an act on Impulse. And that's the yes. set in that. That's the card in that set that has mm-hmm. the exile, the top three cards of your library, and you may play them. And there's like a, a reckless impulse that comes a little bit later in. Ooh, I'm not even sure what set that is. Uh, looks like a bat, so I'm assuming it's some kind of. Uh, oh, vow! It's vow. I was gonna say um, that was Innistrad. Yeah. So like those are the, kind of the big ones that I think of, and obviously we do have re- like Rent Resolve at this point too, which I think sees a decent amount of play in, in terms of just because it's a little more dynamic, but. Yeah, I, it's a good it's a good effect. I think it's assuming you're not playing commander where there's like Dranith Magistrate or something uh, out there. It's a pretty it's a pretty nice thing to have. Yeah, uh, def- yeah. definitely. Like, look, don't don't sleep on junk. No, it's, it's like you said. I think anything free is going to be good, and especially when it's just tacked on as an additional line. It's like, hey, free card. Yeah, never never be mad about a free card. Uh, speaking about free cards and free references here, uh, the Ravages of War, uh, obviously just a reprint, and there's actually a really 
good amount of reprints um, that I do want to draw, kind of draw attention to. Uh, but I just love the fact that they put Ravages of War in here, and it has, like, the best art of all time. There's a lot of good art in this set. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those at home, for the Ravages of War, it is a, uh, a reference to Planet of the Apes, uh, where the main character is pounding their fist into the sand while looking at a destroyed version of themselves, which is reminiscent of the Statue of Liberty in Planet of the Apes, which I think is super, super cool. Um, yeah, I think this... I don't know if this is part of the deal or not, but are there normally a lot of, like, like tongue-in-cheek jokes in Fallout? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they're, part of their whole shtick is it is very, you know, kind of like... I don't know how to describe it. It's, like, on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you can obviously see... There's Vault Boy, right? Vault Boy is this little character that you see referenced on a lot of these cards. So in Fallout, there's perks, similar to, like, Skyrim. And whenever you end up getting, like, a new perk or something, like, there's normally some, like, short animatic with Vault Boy, like, doing a reference or something, right? So, oh, like uh, Bioshock. Similar. Very okay. similar. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, okay, that's cool. That's cool. I like that. Uh, and there's definitely a couple other, like, cool art references. Like, you know, War Room has another... Uh, another art reference i'm not sure what that one is from though it's bothering me but i'll, I'll figure that out um but i do know the one um Nuka, the... You're, you're not going to talk about nuka coli that indian machine like come on that one's got to be like the og og reference let's uh, go let's all the... go to the movies i've never been to the movies um what is what's that one it, it's it's a it's just a, an artifact one tap create a food token whenever you sacrifice a food create a tap treasure token but mm-hmm. it's like have you you remember that like old commercial like god i don't know right but it's the dancing like popcorn and soda let's all go to the movies, movies. Come, let's like, go all to the yeah yeah uh, come on you know what i'm talking about i do yeah. so that's that's what that's referencing but yeah it, it's it's again like so far for me at least i think they're continuing the trend of kind of like just knocking flavor out of the park here yeah and like this seems there are a lot of like legendary creatures that like if i played fallout i'd be like oh my gosh yeah you did you see uh preston garvey they got him like a sweet sweet card uh they got agent frank horgan um okay okay look you're missing the big one everybody's big one liberty prime liberty prime got a card people is it good i don't know but he looks really cool yeah, so, uh, yeah, Liberty Prime. Uh, recharged. Two, mm-hmm. Recharged, yeah. Uh, two generic, a uh, blue, a red, and a white uh, for an 8-8 legendary artifact creature, Robat. Uh, has Vigilance, Trample, and Haste. And don't worry, there's a downside. Uh, when Liberty Prime recharge attacks or blocks, sacrifice it unless you pay uh, two energy. So we get the energy back in the set. Uh, and you can pay two and tap to sacrifice an artifact. You get two energy and you draw a card, which I think this card, I guess, again, I'm not sure if this is playable in in Legacy or anything like that, but I do like the idea of having Liberty Prime uh, exist in, like, being like, oh, can I play my Aetherworks Marvel? Is that a thing I could do? Get a little uh, little extra treat for just for uh, sacrificing your stuff? I like that. I like the fact that energy is kind of, like, being revisited, too. So, and look, again, flavor-wise, Billy, Liberty Prime is America's hero. Right, so that oh. is why he is Jeskai, right? He, okay. He is, uh, you know, he is all for democracy, right? That's that's what it's. He's it's Jeskai. It's America. Yeah. Democracy is non-negotiable. So. It it is non-negotiable. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, what else? Is, and, there, and there's a couple other cards that I think are actually kind of interesting. Like, um, obviously, like, I'm not super sure about, you know, uh, Agent Frank Horgan. Uh, but, like, they do have some cards in here that, like, I read. I was like, did that just combo with this? Like, um, Nick Valentine, Private Eye. Uh, this one, I think, is actually the one that... If you were going to do stupid stuff in a format, this would be the one. Uh, it's too generic in a blue uh, legendary artifact creature, Synth Detective, which it's cool that they actually got the tie in the detective from um, the, the previous set, which I think is awesome. Um, Nick Valentine, Private Eye, can't be blocked except by artifact creatures, which, you know, how many artifact creatures are blocking in, uh, in Magic right now? Um, but also, whenever a Nick Valentine or another artifact creature you control dies, you may investigate. Uh, which, again, does not seem like it's super relevant, but if all of my artifacts are creatures, like with like a March of the Machines or something like that, um, then whenever that creature dies, you'll just get a clue to investigate, and then that will die. So you get an infinite uh, death loop there, um, and it, like infinite come-to-play effects, which could be cool. I'm not sure if that's something to, to run with, but, you know, I like always like two-card combos. Oh my gosh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, so. j- just scrolling down too. It's one of those things where it's like there's there's some stuff maybe some people can get cute with, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know they're they're reintroducing I think a couple of themes that they know were popular but maybe just didn't quite hit. Like energy obviously seems like one. Like mm-hmm. Rex Cyberhound, right? You know just kind of looking at that. Like you are, obviously Marvel's not real, but yeah maybe <laughs> it's something where it's like you could do something cute with energy. Obviously mm-hmm. energy used to be busted back you know in like standard at first and. I think when Pioneer first was a thing, I think Marvel was a thing, but... Yeah, there was, like, a blue-red Dynavolt Tower deck, I believe, at some point. Yeah, so, I don't know. Maybe, so Rex Cyberhound, uh, one white-blue, whenever Rex Cyberhound deals combat damage to a player, mill two cards, they mill two cards, and you get two energy, and then you pay two energy, choose target creature card in a graveyard, and you exile (laughs) it with a brain counter, activate only as a sorcery, and then Rex has all of the activated abilities from all of the cards exiled with it. So, I don't know. It's just it's just kind of like uh, whenever I'm seeing like cheaper cards that, you know, you end up getting like it's it's the engine. It gets the thing that it does right because you get mm-hmm. two energy, and then you can always end up just paying two energy to kind of like do the thing. So, not necessarily like a combo, but the card itself just being like a closed engine, like it does what it supports too. Just something to consider. And then I also saw um, Mr. House, president and CEO. Yes. Like, everybody knows, man. We're we're in dice rolling. That was hot for a minute, right? People mm-hmm. love to roll dice. So do you uh, do you see Mr. House? Do you want to read them off I here? Do. You yeah. would love this card too. I do. I do love this card. Uh, so Mr. House, president and CEO, uh, is Mardu. So a red, a white, and a black for a legendary artifact creature, human. Uh, whenever you roll a four or higher. Create a 3-3 colorless robot artifact creature token. If you rolled a 6 or higher, instead create that token and a treasure token. Uh, you can pay 4 mana to tap it and roll a 6-sided die, plus an additional 6-sided die for each mana from treasure spent to activate this ability. And it's a 0-4, so you're probably not going to beat too many faces with Mr. House, obviously. I don't think... It looks like he is a, an android or some kind of, um, you know, Oz-type thing. So he's technically like a brain in a jar that he projects himself via that like AI program, but you know, yeah, sure. He's it's very like was the man. It it's actually like the man behind the curtain, right? You know that whole yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. 
Um, this is the one thing about this that I, I think it's funny. It's like they're like, yeah, you're gonna roll a die, and then you know if you if you get lucky and you roll a six, like you'll get what this. If, like, what if you roll a twenty sided die? <laughs> yeah, what if you roll a twenty sided die? Like, this there's, is just like there's no mechanics that do that though, right? No, yeah, you never roll twenty sided dice, so that's uh, that's that's good. Uh, there's definitely a couple, uh, a couple uh, pretty solid ones, and also like they don't you know, like you know this still plays pretty well with some of the other. Uh, kind of Mardu effects you you do get in terms of dice rolling. Uh, the the one that comes to mind is uh, my brain was going to say crook. That's coin flipping. Uh, there is the head background. I don't know. There are some other rolling effects uh, that play pretty well. So maybe that's maybe that's the thing. Uh, obviously, I think people like to do gimmicky stuff, and I think this actually ends up being kind of cool when you start combining it with. Uh, again, naming cards in the year 2024. Uh, I'm thinking of the artifact creature that whenever in a food token, uh, treasure token, or clue comes into play, you make one of a, an additional copy of each of the other ones. I can't mm-hmm. remember what it's called, but yeah. Uh, Mechanica, uh, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. The artifact I creature. Know, I know. It's, it was in one of the Modern Horizons. Yeah, uh, like man- uh, academy manufacturer? No, maybe that's it. It's Sounds academy. I, th- I think you're close. It's academy something. Okay, so but like that card seems like it could be cool. Uh, again, maybe that's not a legacy deck, but it, it at least is something to something to look at. Um, the one I'm super pumped about, just because I love the lore of it. Um, I think at least um, the wise Mothman, um, which I. I think this card is cool, and I, again, I know nothing about this series, but, um, okay, first off, can you give me some, some background on the wise Mothman? Is he just, like, this... What do you, what do you, what do you want to know? I, I, I feel like the card's a little, he's a wise Mothman. Like, what, I, what's, what's, what's miss, where's the gap there for you? Is, is he a villain, or does he, like, hang out in a library and, like, show you where, like, the next like, reading section is. Like, if I'm trying to find, like, a, the get help section, like, it, will he, like, lead me in the right direction? Or is he just going to... Okay, okay, so you're, I feel like you're you're narrowing your view here. Just to be wise, he's got to be in the books? Is that what this is? I mean, yeah. I, I feel there's a strong correlation between books and wisdom, but I guess it's not... Maybe I'm thinking of intelligence instead. My my uh, attributes tend to get mixed up. I'm more of a uh, high-dex, high-strength guy. That's not. It's not very wise of you to try to like limit your focus there. That's all. Wise Mothman would not approve of this definition. That's all I'm no. trying to say. Okay. Okay. Uh, so what is it? What is, what's this deal then? What does he do? So Wise Mothman, one black, green, blue. So one plus salt eye, right? Mm-hmm. He is a legendary creature, insect mutant, uh, flying. Whenever the Wise Mothman enters the battlefield or attacks, each player gets a rad counter. Whenever one or more non-land cards are milled put a plus one plus one counter on each of up to x target creatures where x is the number of non-land cards milled this way so billy would you like to tell people what a rad counter is i would um so a rad counter at the beginning of your pre-combat main phase if you have any rad counters mill that many cards for each non-land card milled this way you lose one life and a rad uh, you lose one life and a rad counter so this essentially if you have we'll say 10 rad counters, right? So you're going to uh, mill 10 cards. Uh, five of them are non-land cards. That's great. So you'll remove five rad counters from yourself. You'll be down to five. And the next turn, you'll 
you know, mill the top five cards this time instead of the um, the top ten. Um, I I think rad counters are super dope. I <laughs> I think that's a really really cool effect. Oh my gosh, yeah. And again, right? You know, like thematically speaking, the game like over time is when your radiation just gets better, right? So that's what's happening here, right? Is, you know, is there yeah. radiation in Fallout? Uh, it's did they have a song about that? Is there a song about that? Do they have music? <laughs> this may be a real franchise, man. Look, it's look it's cross media, even. Yeah, wow. I like. I actually like this card. Like just in general, I think this is actually really, really, really cool. Um, just rad counters in general, I think are actually very strong. <laughs> um, like it. There's another one. Um, I believe it is called Nuclear Fallout, uh, which again. The art reference there is so cool. Um, It is reminiscent of... I actually forget his name. I have a painting of his. um, Like, in my home. It's it's literally right there. I can't remember what the the painter's name is. It doesn't matter. Billy Um, Lee Mitchell and paintings. Name a better pair. I love paint. I will... Yes, I love paintings. I I just... I can't help it. Um, But it's... Reminiscent of a very famous painting. The fact that I don't know it is going to haunt me to my to my grave. Uh, but it is uh, nuclear fallout is X and black black. Each creature gets twice <laughs> twice negative X negative X until end of turn, and each player gets X rad counters. Like card sweet, card sweet, and like you okay, you can do whatever you want. That's fine. I get it. You can bit mill. Let's let's say you do like. It's five. I think five's a good, like, or even four. I think four. four four, is enough where you're, like, probably at the point in the game you could cast it. You're going to get rid of most things, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, four mana to get to give everything negative four, negative four, at the very least, that's just, like, languish, which is playable. Which is good. Um, I think it's very easy for you to be like, okay, well, let me just, like, put six mana into this. Everyone thinks you get negative, neg- negative eight. Again, I think most things will get murdered. I think that gets your your Tomergoaves, that gets your Murktide Regents and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the rad counters, though, I think are really sweet because, like, if you are just like, okay, I'm just going to nuclear fallout for, like, I don't know, 50. Um, I think your opponent looks at their their hand and they're like, okay, well, you killed, like, two creatures, but whatever. And they're like, cool, you get yes. your rad counters, you can go. <laughs> it's like, okay, so what do I do? You, you know die. You top fifty, and then you lose you one life for you. Yeah, like what the you just die, and like I think I keep missing that with the rad counters in my mind. Like I'm just so concerned about like oh how how does this actually win the game? It's like you just die. Like you just, you're going to mill yourself out and do, you take a bunch em. of damage. You get them. Yeah. So I this is like the one card I'm like very fast. I've got this kind of sleeved up for CEDH. I'm gonna figure that out. But. I was gonna say this feels like a CEDH card for you. Oh my gosh, it is so much. Um, yeah, there's a lot. There's just so many cool things. And, like, everyone's getting milled, so everyone's losing life. You get to... Look, there's a lot of sweet stuff there. That's the thing about radiation poisoning, right? You know? Like, mm-hmm. it's just... it's Everybody's gonna get it if you're there. Yeah. So sweet. Um, yeah, and there's a couple... I mean, there's another couple cards, too, that, like... I They're just really... I don't want to say tight packages, but, like, they're, they're interesting cards that I think you could potentially build around uh, in, in even in just in legacy in general. Like, um, by the way, I keep saying this. Is this, this is like a legacy commander product, right? This isn't like modern legal. This is not modern legal. Man, that'd be so sweet. Yeah, it's for the best though. It's uh, probably I'm, for the best. I'm, I'm saying that without actually like, 
I didn't see anything that said that this was going to end up being modern legal. But no, I I didn't either. I don't I don't remember. This. I'm like fairly confident that this is like you we were talking about before about this like being in the same vein as um, the Lord of the Rings set. But like Lord of the Rings was in, outside. It was it, in yeah. a, oh, it's its own, that's what I mean. It's its own set. This isn't a set. This is through via the Commander products through the Commander decks. Yeah, so it should mm-hmm. just be coming in in the legacy. Um, but you know there are definitely some cards that like I I think maybe do break through. Um, there's this. Uh, Random card, uh, Scrounging Deathclaw uh, for one and a green. Uh, it is a Lurgoyf, that's really random. Um, and then it's a power is equal to the number of card types among cards in all graveyards, and its toughness is equal to that number plus one. That seems, that could be playable. I don't know. Could be. Yeah, uh, could be. You know. Yeah. Um, that is a, a Lurg- uh, Tomergoyf for those who are unaware. Um, they have a kind of a... A new frame, which I think is actually really cool too. It's like a oh my gosh camera it, frame. Oh my gosh, it is Tarmogoyf. It is Tarmogoyf. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, they also have a Centurion of the Mocked, which is uh, Lord of the Undead as well. Uh, obviously not quite a legacy all star, but still a commander favorite. And they've got another couple of com- like commander cards that I think are are pretty neat. But um, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure about you know besides nuclear fallout. Obviously, I guess the Tarmogoyf. Um, I'm not sure any, if any of these necessarily break through to to Legacy, but there are definitely some things I want to look around, especially like coming off of the Warhammer deck, like the Warhammer decks, I guess, coming to Magical Line. Like, there's always a card or two where you're like, oh, that's just dumb, right? Like, we all we all agree this is dumb. We should we should do this. Okay. Um, I just don't know what that card exactly is yet. Yeah. I look. I I think. As always, there's, you know, options to play around here, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can end up trying to see if something ends up working, but at least at first glance, I don't think anything's really, like, as you said, crashing into the scene here and just being like, mm-hmm. oh, this is going to be just a four-up automatically in X deck. Mm-hmm. So you've got some fun new toys to play around with. I'm sure, you know, some things are going to end up seeing play and, you know, somewhere or something. But, yeah, kind of be interested just to see once it ends up coming out what makes a splash, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of, uh, Splash, it's, uh, I think this person is covered in radioactive material. Um, VATS, V-A-T-S, um, which I guess is... So, uh, VATS, so VATS is the mode in Fallout where you, like, pause time and you get to choose where your next shot is gonna go automatically, so it gets rid of aiming. That's what VATS is in the game, right? So you choose where you shoot. So that's why the card, again, like, actually thematically and then what the card does makes more sense, right? So mm. you want to read what the card does? Yeah. Uh, two generic and double black. It has split second. Uh, you choose any number of target creatures with equal toughness. Destroy the chosen creatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, that card's dumb. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say. How, so wait, how many number? Uh, any number of target creatures with, with equal toughness. But, but any any number so well what what cards have equal toughness like what do we oh jeez um i mean a lot of cards have equal toughness i mean a lot of them have one um one's a very popular number two also very popular so like this is so okay so if we're talking about like one i'm trying to think of like just decks in general that have uh, some kind of consistency among toughness uh, you could definitely do something like uh, killing construct tokens, right? Like, uh, construct if you're making tokens, is pretty good. 
or the saga, unless it has like an equipment on it, um, you know, or a, a shadow spear or whatnot, right? They're all going to be the same toughness, so that that works out pretty well. Um, you also get to do with um, like Delver of Secrets. Um, I was going to say and, Delver was the first thing that I thought of. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of them have just have one toughness naturally. I mean, between uh, Bowmaster, uh, we're now getting to the point where we're playing the uh, DRC, like not DRC, flipped. Right. Not flipped, yeah. Um, even like the Orcish Bowmaster, right? Like that and the t- and the tokens um, will you know throw off it at least at one one. So that's another option there for wiping the board. Um, obviously, we don't see much of the like traditional elf decks anymore, but like you know they don't normally do have one or two toughness, um, so that would be a possibility there. Um, goblins is another good one. Where I feel like a lot of the goblins have... I feel like this know, would be a house against goblins. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. I mean, like, a lot of them have, like, two toughness. Uh, maybe they have three toughness because some pump effect or something like that. But, like, you're going to be able to clear clear up the board, I think, pretty decently uh, with something like this. Um, even, like, Death and Taxes, I think, is a, is a good fit. Like, you, there's a number of, like, one toughness creatures in terms of, like, um, you know, Thalia, Flicker Wisp... Um, even like recruit of the recruit of the guard. Obviously, not the reason I'm playing the card, but like that's fine. And the fact that it actually gets around Mother of Runes uh, ability by having split second, um, I think that's actually relevant as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's really. And again, I'm just like kind of scrolling through. I don't think there's really anything so else super spicy. I say that, and I'm I'm gonna be. I feel like embarrassed uh, relatively soon when someone's like, what about this busted card? But I, I don't I mean, know. Yeah, I mean, so this we're this isn't the full list of new cards, right? Like, we're still no. we're still waiting on some of them. There could still be spice in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping there are some. I mean, I always like when they do... Well, one, I like when they actually put in cards into commander sets that actually are appealing and are attractive. Like, you know, obviously there's... Your pure steel paladins. There's a heroic intervention. There's you know these filter lands. Like there's a lot of cards that I think would see play or will see play in modern and what else. So like there's some appeal there, um, and even some of the cards like you know almost perfect, which I'm I'm sure there's a joke here, but I don't know what it is. Almost perfect is for generic, a green and a white for a uh, enchant creature aura. Uh, enchanted creature has base power and toughness nine. 10 and has indestructible i don't know i don't know why it's almost perfect it's almost perfect now that 10 is it's almost perfect um uh, yeah what's you know what's what's not to get there i i mean i think the joke is pretty self-explanatory i just I wasn't sure if there's some more additional lore there but i guess it doesn't have to be right no nah, it's it's just power suit right you okay. know like you you have a fully you know like charged up power suit basically so it's almost perfect mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and again, there's there's a couple other cards I'm like kind of interested in. The one I think that might be <laughs> secretly busted uh, is actually the Perception Bobblehead, which I think got uh, previewed today. Uh, it's uh, three generic for an artifact Bobblehead. Uh, tap, add one mana of any color. Eh, whatever. Uh, pay three, tap. Look at the top X cards of your library, where X is the number of Bobbleheads you control. You may cast a spell with mana value three or less from among them without paying its mana cost. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. Uh, this just seems like another like weird enabler that you can use to abuse the 
um, Cascade spells. That's kind of what I'm thinking there. That's what Cascade needed. We needed yeah. an, we needed another way. I'm glad you found it. Yeah. We, we we just were talking about last episode where it's like, man, Cascade needs something to break it. I feel like that's that's what we said, right? It's, after yeah, last, it just, it's one card week, away. One card. This was it. Yeah, I mean, like, it, 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 one, I think it's cool that like it does three or less, right? So like, if you're playing it in your deck, you know, that actually has you know, crashing footfalls, for example, right? You can use it if you find. Crashing Footfalls, that's great. That's awesome. Good for you. And if you don't, you can just go and cast the Shardless Agent you find on top of your deck, which, which also works. <laughs> also works. I still get to Crashing Footfalls. So I, I think that would be cool. I'm not sure if this is um, something that you would be interested in, but at the very least, it is uh, three mana. It's repeatable. So, eh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Look, at it's a rock at worst, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think mana rocks are, are not the most embarrassing thing you could be doing in Magic, so... I'll, I'll it does it. a thing, at least. There's a lot of cards that don't even do that. Mm, yeah, very true. Um, also, I feel like I should ask, is Dogmeat, like, someone I should love? Is... Dogmeat is your best friend. Okay. Dogmeat is in, like, every Fallout game. Uh, see, it's like, I played Fallout 2, so I'm mm. not sure... If he's in one, or honestly, like, I never finished two. Those were, mm. like, the isometric games. They weren't the 3D ones yet. But at least, yeah. like, three, New Vegas, you know, four. There's always, like, a dog companion, right? And he's always been, like, just dog meat, right? Like, dog meat's your bro. He's, like, one of the first companions you always get in every single one of the games. So the yeah. answer is yes. Dog meat, good boy. Very good boy. Is he just always named dog meat? Or is he, like, like does he come with the name dog meat? Or is it, he like, comes with like, the name dog meat. Okay. So he actually comes with the name dog. Like, in Fallout 3, you save him from, um... God, it's been a minute since I played 3. I want to say it's, like, a camp of super mutants, right? And that's why they called him, like, dog meat, right? Like, super mutants were, as they sound, right? Mm -hmm. Mutants that are super. And they yeah. are cannibals. They eat everything. So they're Not like, sure. that's dog meat. So <laughs> somebody's going to correct me on that. They're going to be like, Alex, you definitely haven't played it in, like, 12 years, which would be true. I don't yeah. think I have played Fallout 3 <laughs> in like forever but my brain in there is associating like dog meat with the super mutant camp but okay. you know is what it is hmm. yeah i have the uh again that is not a, a thing i mean again i i think having a legendary naya dog is it's good enough so if you are one good of the boy. people just enjoy yeah well enjoy look you're talking about cdh right what about the cat and dog deck another dog it, it is another dog that is true um, not really big into CEDH, but it's a dog. It is a dog. Um, I think Preston Garvey is a, a, a little bit more people's uh, attention as far as uh, CEDH would be concerned. Uh, if you haven't seen Preston Garvey, uh, too generic, a red, a green, and a white for the the Minuteman. Uh, human soldier, at the beginning of combat on your turn, create a green aura enchantment token named settlement attached to up to one target land you control it has enchant land and enchanted land tapped for one mana of any color uh whenever preston garvey Minuteman attacks untap each un uh enchanted permanent you control so um you can again if you're looking at this in terms of like potential formats um it just untaps enchanted permanent so like if you have um you know preston's enchanted with angelic wings or whatnot like it'll untap um president Gar garvey but also like you can just have like 
other things enchanted, like, you know. I was going to say, like, an enchantress kind of deck, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you can, and, like, if you end up having your, um, we'll say, like, if you're talking about Legacy in particular, talking about uh, Therathanctum, or you have that enchanted, which, you know, not unreasonable. I think that makes sense to, to put, a, like, a wild growth or something like that on it. Mm-hmm. It will untap whenever Preston attacks, so... I don't think that's terrible. And the fact that it actually makes uh, enchantments every turn, which g- plays really well with some of your um, some of your effects, you know, if you're playing, like, Sithis or something like that, uh, yeah, it could be good. Could be good. Could be good. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think, again, I'm not sure how many more uh, of these cards are going to end up being seeing too much play. I think it really does come out down to, like, nuclear fallout, um, Maybe Mothman. Mothman, I'm coming for you. Um, really trying to make it a thing. I so okay. So this is. I, I think we've talked about this on the show a number of times. I like love uh, true crime. I, one, I, I love true crime. Two, I love my wife and children. Um, and then three. That, and, and by the I, way, that's that's one and then two. Like and I, then I, one and then two. I was yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say I can tell your wife that she'll be yeah. she she's prepared. I'll just in no particular order. It doesn't have to be relevant to this conversation, but okay, we'll just okay, in no okay. particular order. Um, and then three, I really love cryptids. Um, I know this is uh, again we're going we're going off the deep end here, um, but I know um, our uh, friend Lewis Stardust actually was on a, a podcast called like Camp Cryptid, um, and I think uh, Erica Fett still does it, which is super cool. Um, and I listen to you know Morbid. I listen to. Uh, left podcast on the left, and they they talk about the Mothman's just like legend. If you're anywhere in Appalachia, uh, for those in the United States, uh, Mothman is a consistent part of that kind of Appalachian lore. So I, I, I don't know. I just I just love Mothman. This so is the fact that this card exists is amazing to me. It's very on brand for you. <laughs> yeah, it is. It definitely is. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I well, hopefully we'll see some of these cards actually make their way into into legacy. I would I would love that. I always like when we we get some of these cool effects. Oh my gosh, I'd be thrilled if any of the any of these cards end up like seeing play. Like you're, I think you're closer to home where it's like it'll probably end up being like a Veronica or a Nick Valentine or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Or you know more so like the nuclear fallout, those kind of things. But what if? Yeah. Right? What if, you know, Mr. House somehow breaks everything and people are just like, I'm, people are coming in with all the dice. I'd, I'd be thrilled. That's a yeah. legacy format I'd want to be a part of. <laughs> Mr. House is the format breaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd love to be a part of that format. That would be cool. Um, I do. Okay. The last one, I think. Um, and, and this one actually I do think is a, a at least commander I think it's playable I'm not sure about other formats but I could actually imagine seeing this in in legacy potentially uh, commander Sophia Dagari um, human pilot uh, one three with flash uh, she is crash landing uh, whenever uh, commander Sophia Dagari uh, I feel like I'm messing up that last name but we are that's what we are find my ignorance charming. Um, when it enters the battlefield, destroy up to one, uh, sorry, up to one target legendary permanent. That permanent's controller creates a junk token. Um, obviously, I think in, in like EDH in general, I think that card's very good. <laughs> just, just believe it or not, if you have a, a card that instant speed destroys legendary permanent, that, that seems solid in the format where that's you're good. playing. 
legendary permanence. Yeah, I think so. Um, it seems it seems decent. Uh, so I like that. Um, the, and again, giving them a junk token, I think when we look at other formats too, like we've seen a number of effects that, like you know, you get a you get a tap basic, you gain some life, you get a map token. It's like I I just want my creature back. Like let me let me keep my creature. Um, and you know, if we're talking about trading something like a, uh, I can do it. I believe in myself. Uh, we can. I literally, so I, we're just going to keep playing this game. Uh, Bug, I'm literally playing the card in a deck on MTGO. In the I just, I, I'm just letting you go. It's this, this, awful. This, this is what the <sighs> listeners want here. Yeah, this is what they came for. Uh, Leovold. Uh, Leovold is the card I am thinking of. Uh, it is. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I was uh, going to let you go. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not, it's not good today. Um, yeah, when it, like, that's uh, a card that is seeing some amount of play, right? I think the, the bug deck, at least for right now, is very, is, you know, popular on Magic Online. Um, like, I can imagine that being a card that you're, like, not upset to, you know, destroy out of your opponent's deck. It's in their main deck in some cases. Um, even, like, Yurian, um, especially if you are playing, like, a Death and Taxes deck, the fact that it kills opposing Yurians, but it also can be blinked by Yurian, I think is kind of a just like a great double combo there um so i don't know there's definitely there are definitely some things i'm i'm very interested in and uh hopefully we we see them there's choices right i'm just you know just because you ended up talking about it i guess it's like would this card end up taking place of over like a palace jailer or something like i almost feel like they're the same spot but like palace jailers a tougher mana cost so like i don't know how much you weigh into that right yeah i mean the the mana cost i guess depending on the build i uh, Again, I haven't looked in in depth. I need to. I guess we should try to get a uh, like you know a, a friend of the show on Death of Texas um, on to to talk about it. I guess at some point. But I mean, like there are versions of the deck that are are playing a a high number of splashes, um, and there's also some ones that are playing like just a mono white um, mono white deck. That's so what I, I mean. Think... If you're the splash deck. Sophia would probably be like a little bit easier to stomach than like a palace jailer, mm. right? Because yeah. in my in my mind, I'm like that's, you know, kind of what I'd imagine you'd be like filling it in for like that slot at least, right? Yeah, I mean it's definitely in that creature removal slot. So like it's like that sky cleave apparition. Um, I think this would be fine, but again, it's in contention. I, I, like I think it's it's in, in the, it's, it's in the conversation. Yeah. And I, I think Death and Taxes players in general, like at least when I was one of them, one of them, um, there's like a list of like 40 cards. It's like, I could play this if the time like, was right. So like, this is definitely a card, like, even if you don't want to play it, you're like, I'll buy two. But I will have my uh, my foil copy of um, Commander Sophia Dagare. Oh, it, and, uh, I'm sure you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, but again, this is a cool product and... I guess I'll I'll ask you: Is this hitting the right notes? Is this does this scream Fallout for you? Yeah, it does. Ah, look again, not even just like thematically, but they are kind of like working it into the mechanics, right? You know, mm-hmm. the I'm I'm lost now. What was the two black black choose any? Uh, that's that's yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. I'm like I, I was having a moment there. Like that's it, that's that's literally what you do, right? It's what mm-hmm. I told you. The literal mechanic in the game is you choose the targets when you're in that mode. So the mm. fact that you know, like, uh, what, what, this is—I I know Mauro's talked about it before. Like, what is that? That's like a bottom-up design, right? Like, they knew probably what the card was gonna do, 
right? Mm-hmm. Or top down? No. Top like, down. Uh, top, top down is based off of like this is what this is what they this knew, does. Yeah, they knew what Vats did, so they knew they were gonna make the card like that. So yeah, yeah like it, it's it's a good top down design then. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're getting the themes, they're getting like top down for you know all that kind of stuff. Uh, look, I I will you know say I, at first I was very unsure. Like I think a lot of people with universes beyond, right? Mm-hmm. I I do think it's crossed or you know crossed the threshold for me where it's like I I am now just looking forward to these products. They're cool. They it seems like shockingly you know Wizards is full of a lot of nerds who are into mm-hmm. a lot of other IPs. So they're generally doing a very good job of treating those IPs very well in the magic universe so who who would have thought who would have thought nerds designing cards are into other nerd things i color me shocked i never would have guessed this no but, me either but yeah. yeah it it every time i think the you know the ips and the product has been treated respectfully and you know not like just a they haven't felt cash grabby like that's a big mm-hmm. thing right because i'm sure we could all imagine they would just you know ah it's like Doctor Who fans, they'll just buy any garbage, which is true, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it's nice that, you know, some thought went into a lot of these things. So, no, fall, Fallout's in that vein for me. It Somebody obviously is aware of and knows about all the lore, all these characters, all these mechanics. Over-encumbered's a card. Again, mm-hmm. like, that doesn't mean anything to you. <laughs> no, mean... I mean, it's like in, uh, it's like in Skyrim, right? Where like... it, it's the same thing. Right? Yeah. It's, that's why I told you. Like, it literally is the same thing. Over-encumbered's a card. And it's like, what does it do? Oh, it just slows you down. That's yeah. that's what that card does! Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's just... it. It's great. I, I'm I'm grateful for this, and I'm, I'm excited for... I don't even know. What are the next ones? I, I know oh. we're wrapping up here, but... Yeah, like, no, I mean, there, there definitely are it, a list of ones that... Isn't uh, it Final Fantasy? Is it Final Fantasy? Final Fantasy, Fantasy is going to be the next like Lord of the Rings set, though. I think where it's like I think Final Fantasy is going to be modern legal. Yes, that one I'm pretty sure is. Um, I don't know if I can find the list uh, in a timely fashion. Uh, I know like on the list, I know we have Modern Horizons three coming out relatively soon. Um, you like you did mention, we do have the, um, what's it called? You literally just said it. Um, not Final Fantasy? The Final Fantasy. Um, but we do also have, I know there's like some actual new sets, right? There's the, the one that's kind of, I'm going to say inspired by Red Wall, um, which, the, again, the name of it escapes me. I'm just, it's going to be sick, by the way. I don't know if you read I, Red Wall as a kid, but I, I mean. love Brian Shocks. I cannot. Okay. Listeners, so that's, listeners can't see it, but that bookcase behind me here, that's got several Redwall books in there. Oh my gosh, it's awesome. Yeah. The this is one, this is why we're friends. Um two, I, I just think like the them going into these IPs where I'm like, I am actually very excited for to see the representation of this. And obviously Fallout's not not my, my cup of tea. I probably by the sounds of it would probably enjoy it. Um if I like Bioshock and I like uh, Skyrim. But you know, I, I think the idea that this is like something that resonates with with people, um, I, I think that's I think that's relevant. And the fact that it is a commander product means hopefully it will be a good way to onboard some people into into the game. Um, I guess okay. So last last thing, and then and then we're done because I you mentioned this before and I, I forgot to bring it up during the show. Um, quick touch on. 
Pip-Boy 3000, uh, which, I, again, a card I've never never heard of. Uh, but Pip-Boy 3000 is uh, one generic, and that's it, with one generic, uh, for an artifact equipment. Uh, when It's two to equip. Uh, whenever equipped creature attacks, choose one. Uh, you can sort your inventory, which means you're going to draw a card and discard a card. You can pick a perk, which means you put a plus one, plus one counter on the creature. Or you can check your map, which is untap two target lands. And honestly, if this is not just, like, flavor incarnate, I don't know what is. Yeah. So, again, right, like, in the game itself, the menus are, like, your character in-game lifts up the Pip-Boy, right? And that's the mm -hmm. menu. So, again, sort your inventory. You're going through mm -hmm. your inventory on the Pip-Boy Picking a okay. perk, I told you previously, like, a perk is when you level up, right? Mm -hmm. You're doing that through there, like, you're getting stronger, all that, like, again, like, top-down design, I love to see this. Like, I, 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 I don't know, like, I, I kind of just feel like, is it, uh, like, home run flavor-wise, but as far yeah. as, like, power level, it's like, all all of these are good things. Like, every every yeah. single one, like, you're not upset about. Mm -mm. It's They're never bad. Like, putting a one counter is not the worst the worst punishment. Um, the fact that actually this one does cost one mana, so you can actually get it off of Urza Saga, which I think is sweet. And if we're talking about Urza Saga, if I can get this off of Urza Saga, uh, this means I can also use this to untap my Urza Saga, um, you know, on a, on a subsequent turn or something like that. Um, so that actually kind of gets around. That's really nice. I mean, like, me, you know, on the second stage, or whatever, right? Like, the fact that I can, like, activate my... Um, saga twice you make two constructs i think is is really good so not zero uh, not zero it's more than zero uh i'm a big fan yeah and like again this is like before we talk about like untapping uh you know a, a cradle land or you know uh, something that you know adds multiple mana even like untapping like ancient tomb um and just getting to you know i'm gonna use three mana on my pre-combat main phase i'm going to attack and then i have three more mana for my post-combat main phase like that's pretty that's nice yeah. It's it's always a good thing, and I think the worst mode on the card is you put a counter on a creature, like yeah. That's for for a fail safe. It's like ah, just whatever, add a counter. That's fine. Yeah, I just yeah yeah. I'll make my five five into a six six. Yeah. Shame. Whatever. What a yeah. shame. Uh, but I do like this. It's kind of like yeah. You, you had mentioned this in the in the pre show. This is like very much like Cheetah. Uh, it's like it's like Cheetah. It's just a a little bit more fair. Yes, fair, bearable, <laughs> and like I could actually imagine if this actually was printed in modern, I'd be like, okay, yeah, this this makes sense. This is a card. I if this was modern legal, I would say like you know some decks would end up just trying this out. Like you said, it's because it gets you know found from Urza's Saga. You just add it. It's free. Well, mm -hmm. I know it's not literally free, but that's pretty free. It's pretty free. Yeah, equip it in the in the uh, pre mate combat main phase. At the very least, you just on top two lands, and, and then you can play something else like. That is that is one of those investments we see like a, something like a uh, like Utopia Sprawl uh, Arbor Elf right like I'm going to invest this money now and then I will get this back. Uh, Everything is gravy. Two mana. Yeah. Everything is gravy. It's like you, you get this, you equip it, you unequip. Now all of a sudden, all future activations of it are going to end up being free, and you know you got your mana back the turn that you ended up investing to equip it just because if you do check a map right. Yeah. So. It's just, it, it seems like it's gravy. Maybe it's going to end up being a card, you know, for uh, for trying out here. Because, again, like, just as a fail-safe, like, ah, oh, I want to get this, and then later, you know, free loot, right? Loot's never mm -hmm. going to be bad. Or counter. Counter is 
not going to end up being zero. I'm saying it's the worst mode on here, but still, again, right? You end up putting this on something relevant. You put it on a construct. You can put it on, I don't like a lot of different things. So yeah, and like if you're talking about like a, a Stoneforge Mystic deck, obviously the you can have access to blue if you're playing Brainstorm or Ponder or something like that. But like if you aren't in a color, you know, aka blue, um, that can actually draw some cards. Like having this filter effect is. A, a way to actually get them, not card advantage necessarily, but card quality, um, to be able to increase that. That I think would be would be really nice. Yep. All right, I we have we have gone through and talked about Fallout more than I've talked about Fallout in my life. I think we have accomplished all of our goals. We should leave. Um, thanks for joining me again. I, I mean, like I. This is normally where I say, "Oh, plug your, plug your Twitter. What's your socials, brah? But like, you don't have socials, brah. So I mean, I'm, look, man, I'm easy. Right? Yeah. That's why it's it's the best plug for you. It's the plug for yeah. the show. Yeah. That's it's why, you that's know why li- limited limited time only. I can be found here at Dark Depths Podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think I mentioned you on uh, in a tweet, and I was like, "Yep, hashtag Twitter with Alex." And uh, <laughs> You've been, you've been talking to my wife. That's literally what she does to me. Does she? Oh, oh yeah. She does well, do that. Your wife is great, though, so that that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, if you're interested in finding me, uh, obviously Dark Tips Podcast, um, but also uh, Bad Luck Bandit on Twitter. Uh, you can find... Uh, we also have this other guy, uh, Michael Mapson, who's occasional on the show. Uh, he's at <laughs> Expedition Map on Twitter as well. Uh, and of course, if you want to find the show, uh, Depth Underscore Podcast, we are on Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on we're on everything. Um, also, if you just un- entirely unrelated, uh, if you are a-, a big fan of podcasts, if you have a- any suggestions for a new podcast app, I need a new one. Apparently, my my Google Podcast is coming to an end, uh, which obviously sad sad thing to to hear. Uh, but you know what never ends. The need for high-quality protective gear. Uh, and that's where heavy play comes into play. Um, if you need some cards to protect your, you know, sleeves to protect your cards, or you need a, a high-quality play mat, uh, maybe try with that uh, the mag system, uh, which has uh, high-quality magnets that keep your deck box and all that fun stuff enclosed. Uh, and maybe you need some cards to put in. Maybe, maybe the idea of Fallout has made you acutely aware that you know maybe your collection's kind of fallen out of of uh, standard playability the, look so, I, I, I can jump in here and just say heavy play will be like the fallout power armor and protect the things you care about yeah but what do you care about you care about magic cards and those you can get at magnolia games so uh check out the website use our affiliate code uh support the show and uh i think that's i think that's it so uh I, by the way, my transitions have gotten buttery smooth. Obviously, me referencing my buttery smooth uh, transitions does not help the transition, but I, I like to I like to grease the wheels, as it were. They've been so, greased. They've been greased, yeah. Um, all right, well, I guess with that note, I'll, uh, I'll see you next week. Yeah, I'll see you next week. Devin Maya taps with green, the scene sees reclaim. Untap sack of flagstones, go seek the planes, then tutor up the stage to pull out your playbill. Doctor's podcast starring Billy Mitchell and Michael Mapson on the microphone, dripping in mock diamonds, the collector of 
curtains up on act one of this magic show Set in the forest so dense it looks decomposed With red every nights crush against death's shadow On the legendary lake covered in ice and snow Underneath the surface looks a lonely evil An avatar so dark it could cause upheaval The night lunges forward going for the kill But death's shadow's too tricky it just won't sit still It's stuff in denials can pile a stack so thick The bazooka bug emerges with Gurmak's angle in the night takes a swing at the zombie fishes But falls submerged for such a distance Forsaken in the haze of the street rapes fringes Who wanna stuff her out, they don't sneak forgiveness Her final breath draws a deafening silence A sound so sinister no one could describe it It's like the subtle cracking of a turtle shell Or the surgical extraction of emerging hell The shards of ice feel a force of vigor The looming fear releases growing bigger and bigger Until a demon's fingers linger toward the shadow of death An all-consuming hush the land goes swept, the night washes up, frozen on the ice. Dread Arbor saw her out in the green sun's light. An expedition map suddenly unfurls, revealing Merit Lage has rearranged the world. 